Good evening, Victory. Thank you all that are here joining us tonight and all of you out there that are joining us. We do want to remind you we are back open in the sanctuary on Wednesday nights, 6.30 p.m. You are welcome to come and join us. And if you're not here, we love that you are still tuning in on Facebook. We also have a very exciting announcement to tell you. We are going to be at the trails at least through the month of August now. So make sure you plan to come out and join us. Yeah, woohoo! That's exciting stuff. We're really enjoying being out there. So make sure you plan to join us at the trails 10 a.m. at least through the month of August. And that is all I have for you this evening. So I'd like to welcome Pastor Bill, the main event. And she does a great job. Good to have all of you in the house today. My beautiful wife, Pam, is not up here with me, obviously, but she is in the front row taking notes and just Googling and ogling toward me and everything I say. So Googling and ogling, is that a word? I don't know. I don't know. Let's pray. And let's believe for the anointing of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. We're living in a very interesting time frame. And if you're not informed, then you're not going to be part of the great victory that God's going to bring forth. Uh, but God is calling all of us to a season of high alert. I really believe that. And also, as we're praying, we want to pray for a couple of children, Haley and Riley, that uh, one has high blood pressure and the other has some vessel problems, blood problems. One is six months old and one is six years old, and God knows where they are and God knows what they need. So how many of you need healing in your body tonight? Anybody at all? We have a healed group tonight. Praise God. Oh, got some hands up. Okay. We're going to pray for all of you and anybody watching tonight, anywhere in the world. It is the will of God to heal you. And sometimes the reason we're not healed is because we don't believe that maybe it is the will of God. It, we don't know if it's settled. Maybe it's something I did. Well, it may be something you did to open the door, but it is the will of God always to heal. So, Father, we lift up Haley and Riley to you. There is absolutely no distance in the realm of the spirit, and we speak healing into the body. We bind the author of sickness and disease, the devil. We bind him off of their lives, and we speak healing into those, those bodies, those young precious bodies, and into those blood vessels. We pray for those here tonight that need healing, and we speak healing into their body. Pray for those around the world that maybe are watching somewhere. My friend Denny out in Texas, that in Jesus' name, we bind that situation in his life and we pray healing, 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 healing by the stripes of Jesus. And we give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to talk tonight about Holy Spirit guidance being the will of God for you. And uh, I don't know how many of you <clears throat> every day get up and embrace the Holy Spirit and open yourself to the leading of the Holy Spirit. But folks, we are living in perilous times. Now, you should be doing that and opening yourself up to the Holy Spirit continually. But if you don't have a habit and a discipline of doing something, you can get busy just being busy. Can I see the hands of all the people? Sometimes you know you just get busy being busy. And you'd be better off not being busy and sitting at the feet of Jesus and asking the Holy Spirit what he has for you to do. And that's what we're going to talk to, to about tonight because uh, I, I don't know how many of you follow the news. Uh, if you don't follow the news, then I don't know for sure if you know how to pray, but maybe the Holy Spirit is showing you. But for me, I follow the news to find out what the devil's up to. 
And uh, the Holy Spirit can show me, and I'm sure he does from time to time, but uh, there are things happening so quickly. It's just amazing. Today, uh, I just saw on the Internet where the uh, uh, United Nations is going to weigh in on now on quality uh, distribution of wealth, and that uh, whoever the head of the United Nations is from Brazil has a new plan now to redistribute wealth and take care of the entire world and bring us into a more conducive element where everybody will feel better about everybody else and everybody will feel good about them. You know, if you're not doing the right thing, you shouldn't feel good about yourself. So turn to your neighbor and say, he may be speaking to you tonight. If you're not doing the right thing, you shouldn't be feeling good about yourself. You should be embracing the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And uh, as the famous Forrest Gump said, stupid is as stupid does, so we don't want to do that. Now, listen to this, because we're living in in a different world than most of us have ever lived in. Perilous times in 2 Timothy chapter 3. The word perilous, harsh, savage, difficult, dangerous, painful, fierce, grievous, hard to deal with. The word describes a society that is barren of virtue but abounding in, in vices. I want us to pray uh, for Tucker Carlson tonight. Uh, Tucker Carlson is one of my favorite commentators on Fox News. Uh, you may or may not like Fox News, but do you find somebody that you trust that you can get direct news from? And I trust Tucker Carlson. I trust Sean Hannity. Sean's a little bit more abrasive, but <laughs> that's okay for me. But, uh, but Tucker, uh, some of you may or may not know this, but Tucker Carlson came under attack uh, by a major news organization several years ago. And uh, they had published his newspaper, uh, his address in the paper. And uh, Antifa and other Marxist organizations uh, showed up. They tried to break into his house. His wife hid in the closet, called the police, and uh, they were petrified. Uh, they were uh, rightfully so. <clears throat> the police did come and rescue them, but they finally had to move. And uh, Tucker Carlson has become a conservative voice for this nation that a lot of people are not aware of. He's on every night from 8 to 9 o'clock on Fox News, and I highly recommend him. Uh, he is excellent at what he did, does. He loves the Lord and uh, is a good conservative Christian man. This same newspaper is now doing another article on him and going to post his address again in the paper. And uh, he has come out against them. Supposedly, there's nothing that can be done about it at this time. I'm not so sure about that because anything that is of criminal intent uh, would be subject to law enforcement. But how many of you realize law enforcement has taken a real hit? And unless you are being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, you can't count on government. You can't necessarily count on law enforcement. You have to know what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. So let's all say it. I need to know what the Holy Spirit is speaking to, you, to me. Now, in John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, two powerful scriptures in the Bible. I shared a little bit on this last week. Pam shared also 2 Timothy 3 that I just read. But uh, it said, that if you are my disciples, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And that the truth is what has set us free. And that when we understand the truth comes from the word of God and from the Holy Spirit, 
then we're going to be okay. But we're going to have to understand that we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. Because if we don't, we'll just start thinking for ourselves. We'll start thinking what is right and what is wrong versus what is the leading of the Holy Spirit in this particular situation. Now, we're going to go to the book of John, chapter 16. And we're going to show what Jesus said the Holy Spirit would be and do for each and every one of us. I don't believe that God is finished with America. I believe God still has more for us to, I mean, if you believe God has more for us to accomplish in this great nation. But it would be not wise if we thought that just because God has more for us to do, we couldn't lose the, the nation that God has given us. And you can look, and I shared this a few weeks ago. You can look in the Middle East. Uh, the nations over there that, that were birthed, not birthed, but were there when Jesus walked and the churches that were birthed in those nations grew and exploded it, it, when Jesus walked this earth. They're all gone now. Some of them are still there as relics, but they're all gone. And the reason they're gone is because they didn't continue in the truth. Everybody say the truth. Let's say, I should know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. What is the truth? Well, the truth is the word of God. But if you pull a word out of this scripture and just take it as truth, and it is, but much of this was written during different time frames. So the truth for Jehoshaphat, when God spoke to him, was not just that he was praying and fasting, but God said, position yourself. You don't have to fight in this battle. Everybody say, position yourself. Ask your neighbor, what is your position? What is God speaking to you? And uh, I have, honey, sometimes I'll ask people, what is God speaking to you about a certain situation? They're telling me what they think about the whole situation. I say, what's God telling you about this? Well, I don't know. And it's like, it sounds like your gun is empty. Uh, it sounds like you don't have the ammunition and the weapon ready for what God is speaking to you. You're just describing events, maybe gossiping, maybe talking, a lot of hot air. But what is the Holy Spirit telling you to do to focus upon? Because the Holy Spirit will give us the truth and provide everything that we have need of. <clears throat> now, I know you've heard the scripture before. But we are living in extremely dangerous times. We are living in extremely perilous times. Uh, the other day I was coming down Highway 52, and uh, uh, I think I might have shared this a few weeks ago. I was going to go into a restaurant. I'm not going to tell the name of the restaurant uh, because it doesn't really matter. But I was going to go through the drive through and get something. And in my spirit, I just had a check. Don't do it. Don't do it. I didn't go there. I believe it was the Holy Spirit. I don't know what it meant, but I don't have to if I know what the Holy Spirit is saying. You do not have to have understanding. Everybody say, I don't have to understand. How many of you have a mind that has to understand? You, I'm glad you came tonight. You need to be here. Don't be trying to understand what the Holy Spirit is saying. Just listen and follow the orders. Uh, I, always, I always like to equate it into the military. You know, the drill instructor tells you to do something. You don't say, well, I don't understand why I have to do that. No, you just have to do it. Otherwise, you get knocked on your butt. So anyway, you just do what God tells you to do. Now, in, in John chapter 16, verse 13, however, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will speak 
on his own authority. He will not speak on his own authority. Now, who's he speaking to? Jesus is talking to us. So everybody said, he's speaking to me. Turn to your neighbor and tell me, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. In other words, he is delivering the message of God for you as to the decisions and the position that he wants you to be in. And he'll tell you what is coming. He'll glorify me, for he'll take what is mine and give it to you. In other words, we'll have what Jesus had when he walked on this earth from the power of the Holy Spirit. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said he will take of mine and he will declare it to you. In the book of Acts 1038, it said Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. So let's all say it. God wants to anoint me by his Holy Spirit to declare truth. Now, if you're not timid, if you're walking by faith in what God is showing you, you won't care what people ever think about you. You will realize I'm on an assignment from God. I'm going to fulfill my assignment. And whatever the Holy Spirit shows me, I'm going to tell whoever I need to tell based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's really that simple. Everybody say it's that simple. So what we are in now is a time frame where we need, like never before, the leading of the Holy Spirit. I don't believe you can come in here and cherry pick a scripture. John 10, 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and to destroy, but I have abundance, case of raw, raw. That's true. Everybody say, that's true. But when you're under attack, you need to know how to respond to that attack. You need to know how to be firm and what words to speak. You need to know how to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because the devil loves to attack fear. And what is raging throughout our country right now? Fear and apprehension and many, many other things. I can't imagine what it would be like to live in Minneapolis right now. I can't imagine what it would be like to live in Chicago. I can't imagine what it's like for those two people. How many of you saw the president this afternoon? Uh, so powerful with that man. I don't know how old he was, about 80 years old, 82. He said one morning his wife just got up and went out to the car, and he was having a cup of coffee, and, and all of a sudden she's dead. And it just, it's amazing. A little three-year-old girl was just killed. A funeral in Chicago yesterday or the day before, 15 people were shot. How many of you saw the picture of the car that was stolen? This car driving down the street. And 20 or 30 rounds of ammunition fired from the car indiscriminately at people. People running everywhere in Chicago. And then you have people that, that are out there that say, well, we don't need any help. We've got everything under control. Uh, boy, I just, sometimes I do have to watch what I say. Uh, but it's just like we have some really far out people that don't understand the time frame that we're living in. In Acts chapter 2, it's uh, verses 1 through 4. Jesus said that, that he would leave and that he would give us the Holy Spirit. And that in the upper room, the baptism of the Holy Spirit came when 120 were filled with the Holy Ghost. My life was changed when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know exactly how to use it after I received it. 
but I understood that the Holy Spirit would fill me with the Word of God and the will of God for me so that I would be led by the Holy Spirit and that I would never have to worry or be anxious about anything. All I would have to do is hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. Over the years, this reached the point in my life when I get up in the morning, and I do not get up early in the morning. <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm more like some of these pastors. I hear that they get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and pray. I don't know. I may be up till 4 o'clock in the morning, but I am not getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I don't know when I go. To, I mean, whenever I go to bed, uh, I'm going to sleep 8 or 9 hours. If nobody wakes me up, I'm going to sleep 8 or 9 hours. And if I go to bed at midnight, then you can do the math yourself. But uh, but the, when I get up in the morning, the first thing, I, want, I don't want to eat breakfast. I don't want to talk to anybody but my beautiful wife. I want to get out of the house, and I want to get away, and I want to hear from the Holy Spirit. Because if I don't, I'm going to go out, I'm going to mess around, I'm going to eat something, I'm going to talk, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, finally after a while, you go out and you start praying, it's about noon for me. And that's a little late to get into the Word of God. So the first thing I want to do is start hearing what is the Holy Spirit saying to me. And we're going to talk about a prayer journal. I don't know how many people listening to me do a prayer journal but every time I talk to somebody, it seems like when I say, how you come with your prayer journal, I hear them say, I don't have one. If you don't have a prayer journal, you don't have the current manna of the Holy Spirit. And you might say, well, yeah, I hear from the Holy Spirit, and I know what he says. But you can forget what the Holy Spirit says. When you start to write down what the Word of God is, writing down what God is saying to you through the Holy Spirit is no different than this Bible. It is no different. It is the same God giving you his word so that you can live your life and so that you can be led by the Holy Spirit. So whatever age you are, because we've got some young people here, whatever age you are, you need a prayer journal to write down. Do you have one? Okay. All right. I, you're shaking your head. Yes, that's why I said that. Uh, and if, Everybody say this. I need a prayer journal. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need a prayer journal. Now, see, Isaiah 55, 8 through 11, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's ways are not our ways. But that doesn't mean that we can't know them. He wants you to know how to live your life. He wants you to know how to bind and how to lose. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. He wants you to know what he wants you to know so that you can impart into this world what is his will. When you reach that point in your life and by receiving the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then knowing that you are on an assignment from God and that you have a heavenly prayer language, the 120 people in the upper room receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the heavenly prayer language. How many of you right here pray in the Spirit? Can I see your hands? Okay, it looks like almost all of you. Now, for those of you watching by video, if you will call, and those of you that are here tonight, if you do not have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray for you. 
but we're also going to give you a booklet, and we'll mail a booklet to all of you. If you'll just call the church, 765-447-7777, we will mail out this little booklet by Kenneth Hagin to you on praying in tongues. What the manifestation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, we're going to talk about that in just a moment, because the time frame we live in today, I don't know how people are making it without praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost and what we're going to talk about, what all that means. So if you'll call the church, we'll mail these out to you. We'll mail as many copies as you want to give me your friends here. Now, the reason why it's so important in your spiritual prayer language, because it'll produce power for you. And I'm going to give you four things right now that praying in the spirit will continually do for you. And we're living in a time where the enemy has infiltrated our government. The enemy has infiltrated our school system. I don't need to continually share this because it seems like I shared an awful lot. But Marxism, socialism, uh, uh, communism is rampant in our universities, teaching our children curriculum they shouldn't be receiving and charging them thousands of dollars for it. And we're one of the most dangerous places you can send your children is university today. And you've got to be really careful and really keen on this because we have the victory, but we have to fight to hold the victory. Now, your spiritual uh, prayer language produces the following. Number one, it is a direct communication with God. It is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. And in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, you will see that it says, and most of you that already have this prayer language know this, it says, For he who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men, but he speaks to God. For no one understands him, however the Spirit he speaks, in the Spirit he speaks mystery. So let's all say it. When I pray in tongues, your heavenly prayer language, you are in direct communication with God. Now, <clears throat> number two, it edifies you. And this happened out in Tulsa, Oklahoma one time with a VBI student. But in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, it says this, He who speaks in a tongue in the heavenly prayer language edifies himself, for he prophesies, uh, for he who prophesies edifies the church. So he's talking about edifying yourself by praying with your heavenly prayer language. I had a VBI student come up to me one time, I think it's very selfish uh, for people to pray in the heavenly prayer language. And I said, why is that? And says, because it edifies them, and it's not edifying anybody else but them. And I said, have you ever known anybody who wasn't edified who could edify anybody else? And he just looked at me for a minute. He said, no. And I said, wouldn't it make sense that you be edified so that you can edify other people? If you're not edified, you cannot be an edifier. And I find this all the time. When I pray in the Holy Ghost, now turn to your neighbor and tell him he's not perfect. I know it's hard for you to say, Pam, but go ahead and say it and tell Deborah. Uh, I, I am not perfect. But I'll tell you what, I try to pray in the Holy Spirit all the time. I'll, I'll be driving down the street singing a song in the Spirit. I, 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 I'll just be singing the Holy Spirit. I talk to myself all the time, talk to God all the time in the Holy Spirit. I, I, just, I just try to do that all the time. It has become, it's not so much a discipline as it is a pleasure. Does that make sense? It's fun to me. I, it's like, oh, I feel good. Well, don't you know how bad it is? Yeah, I thought about it, yeah. But, you know, why would you think about something this bad? Why not edify yourself? If I'm edified, guess what I can do with everybody? I can edify everybody. Oh, my goodness. 
Have you ever just gotten down on other people sometimes? And sometimes I do that. I know that because my, my wife will grab me and jerk the slack out of me and says, you need to ease up a little bit because sometimes I do. But, but really, uh, edification is something that we should all be about. And when we pray in the Holy Spirit, that happens. And then, and this is the one that really set me free. And I'll share a little bit more about this later. <clears throat> Number three, it gives you understanding. Now, I said earlier, it sounded like a contradiction. I said, you don't have to understand. So everybody say, I don't have to understand. But the Holy Spirit does give me understanding. He won't give you understanding for everything you want to know. He will give you understanding for what he wants you to know. And this is where it is so important because some people that have a strong mind want to understand everything that is involved with them, but they don't need to do that. They need to cast the cares upon the Lord, pray in the Holy Spirit, and just receive the understanding that the Lord has. If I pray in my heavenly prayer language, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will sing with the Spirit. Oh, excuse me. I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with my understanding. I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing with my understanding. Folks, if you do that, it will absolutely set you free. My prayer journal is full, and I'm going to talk about it in just a moment, where God has done this very thing with me. I know it works. Number four, it builds you up. Jude chapter 20, it will build you up in your most holy faith. Let me see the hands of all the people that sometimes your faith takes a hit and you know it. Can I see your hand? The, the mind will try to think about what you can do to change the situation. And your faith can become fear and worry and anxiety and take a hit very quickly. But praying in the Spirit, you'll build yourself up. It's like drinking water. It's living water. You just drink it, and it's like, okay, I missed it. I thought that was God, but it obviously wasn't. Or if it was, it's coming later. Can I see the hands of all the people you've missed it along the way? God wants you edified in your faith so that the next time you'll be okay. doesn't matter how many times we fall. What matters is how many times do we get back up. And move ahead with what God has. So this is what happens when we pray continually in the Holy Spirit. Now, if it isn't a habit or a discipline or a personally, I think it needs to be a pleasure. Because a discipline is like, oh, I have to exercise. I have to run a mile. I have to do this. have to do that. Folks, we don't have to pray in the Holy Spirit. We should want to pray in the Holy Spirit. We should. It's just like, oh, glory to God. I, but one of my favorite places, you'll never be with me, by the way, but one of my favorite places to pray in the Holy Spirit and sing in the Holy Spirit is the shower. I love the reverb. Oh, glory to God. I love it all. But folks, it should be all day long, all day long. When you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're in direct communication with God. Most people don't actually understand that because they're thinking more than they're praying in the Spirit. They're thinking, 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 thinking. God has not called you to think 30,000 to 40,000 thoughts a day. That's too much. Most people think too much. If you don't think as much as you've been thinking and you pray in the Holy Spirit, 
you'll be thinking what you hear in the spirit that God wants you to think because as he as we said earlier his thoughts are higher than your thoughts so let's all think. his thoughts are higher than my thoughts so how do we entertain his thoughts for us pray in the spirit pray with our understanding pray in the spirit Pray with our understanding. And we'll give you a couple of examples of that in just a moment because, uh, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll just share with you right now. <clears throat> in Victory World Outreach, excuse me, uh, Brad and I, when we were in, uh, um, you've all heard this story and it's in the book, but when, when we were in the Sudan, the last, uh, actually the last time in Aurora, uh, it's been almost a year and a half, two years now, uh, you all, well, we got people watching. We had an opportunity for the children of the Dreamland Children's Home in Camp Rhino to purchase a land cruiser. We needed them to not be secluded out there in the United Nations refugee camp with 70,000 people. They needed a vehicle. We found a land cruiser. Uh, they wanted $15,000 for it. We told them we would buy it. Uh, I am praying in the spirit during this whole thing. How many of you realize you don't have to pray out loud in the spirit? You can pray to yourself. I'm just praying in the spirit, and it's like $15,000. We'll buy it. We didn't have the money. And, and I know all of you have heard this story before, but it fits right in with this message. And we'll buy it. And so we're driving down the street, leaving, and Brad, I think Brad asked me the question, uh, where are we going to get the money? And I said, I don't know. Uh, we had a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars something maybe three thousand dollars i don't remember all i knew is we needed no no we needed fifteen thousand dollars it was more than that that's right we needed fifteen thousand dollars all i know is we needed fifteen thousand dollars and i had just in my spirit felt that we needed to do it colossians three fifteen is one of the most powerful scriptures in my life to be led by the holy spirit let the peace of god rule in your spirit as I was praying the Holy Spirit, I had a total peace. We'll buy the Land Cruiser. Made a decision. We'll buy it. We are in a bar. We are sitting in a bar uh, making a deal to buy this Land Cruiser. They were. We weren't. Stanley and another guy, I thought they were going to shoot each other. They were, oh, my goodness, really went after each other. And then said, this is the way we negotiate in the Sudan. And uh, they finally came into it. And so we get in the car, and we're driving down the street. And I said, I don't know. And I'm just praying in spirit. And all of a sudden, in my spirit, now, how many of you realize that you don't always know for sure it's God dropping in your spirit, but you know something's dropping in your spirit. Can I see your hand? You know what I'm talking about. In other words, I know what I'm hearing. It may or may not be from God, but I know what I'm hearing. And as we're driving down the street, this is what I heard, the Barclay Bank. At the Barclay Bank. I remember seeing that sign, the Barclay Bank. I was really surprised. I remember seeing the sign. I said, Brad, there's a Barclay Bank here. And we go to the Bar Barclay Bank. And even Stanley's like, what are we going to do at the Barclay Bank? And I said, we're going to give $15,000. And so we walked into that bank. Now, do I know for sure that's the Holy Spirit? The only way I can tell you for sure it's the Holy Spirit is if it works out. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, if it works out, it's the Holy Spirit. I have no idea. I can't guarantee it's the Holy Spirit. But I know one thing I can guarantee. I know what I heard. And I know what I heard, the Barclay Bank. So we walk in the Barclay Bank. And again, I know I'm speaking to the choir here, but the girl says, yes. And I said, I need $15,000. And she said, do you have an account here? I said, no. And she said, well, you can't give me any money. I said, well, you take charge cards. 
She had $3,000, I think. I said, no, that's not enough. I need $15,000. And she said, well, I don't know. And I said, I'm on a mission from God. Now, I want you to know, I heard that in my spirit. It was not the Blues Brothers movie. It was, I heard that in my spirit. I heard that in my spirit. I'm on a mission for God. Boy, she goes right to the back room. Then I'm thinking, did I really hear from God? Or is she coming back with some big, tall guy with an AK-47 who's, I'm going to make an example out of you. But she comes back and says, okay, we'll give you $5,000 on your credit card. Stop for a minute. I thought, oh, I got three credit cards. First one, $5,000. Second one, $5,000. Third one, declined. I thought, come too far to stop now. I hadn't told that credit card company on that particular card I was leaving the country, so they wouldn't accept it. Turn to Brad. And remember, I think I'm on an assignment from God. I think I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever been on a mission that you thought it was in the Holy Spirit and you had an obstacle? Something came up. What's the first thing, if you're not careful, you'll think of? Miss God. Wasn't God. No, no. No, no. Just press right on through. And if it's not God, they'll throw you out, okay? So just press on, press on, press on. So, uh, so I turned to Brad, and I said, Brad, you got a credit card? Yep. Hand me a credit card, and you get to PIN number. Now, it was, a, it was a, a, a regular credit card, right? Yeah, I said, need a PIN number. I said, Brad, what's your PIN number? He said, I have no idea. How, how many of you know what I'm talking about when you feel that sinking feeling? It's like, and I'm praying in my spirit again, because I need edification. I need to get built back up on my most holy faith because all of a sudden I'm seeing these roadblock after roadblock. Nope, you have to have an account. Nope, we only do 3,000. Okay, we'll do five. Okay, we'll do three. Now I don't know my PIN number. And part of me wanted to say, why would you not know your PIN number? And then I think, I don't know any of my PIN numbers. <laughs> and Brad said, Brad said, if I have a PIN number, it has to be this. I thought, Jesus, please. And we gave the lady the PIN number. It cleared. And now they, it, it's, it's just so funny to see now. But they have a machine right there in the window. And it's just a, it lo almost looks like a mobile home thing. A and this machine is going, 5000 Now we've got $15,000 there trying to stuff it in our pocket, but I'm still praying in the spirit. And this is what I felt in my spirit. This is what I heard in my spirit. You'll never be able to bring it back if it's not all there. I heard that. You'll never be able to bring it back if it's not all there. Now, to me, what that meant is you're going to have to count it all. And I looked at all the people around us. First of all, I was amazed they had $15,000 in $100 bills in Aurora, Uganda, uh, and brand new, uncirculated. And then I'm thinking, that's, that's more than these people will ever see. And it's sitting right there on that counter, and we're going to stand there and count it which is exactly what we did. And then they didn't have any bags, but we didn't care. We're stuffing $15,000. <laughs> I, I share that with you because you have similar situations. You have things 
that you just need to be bold and pursue because you believe God showed you what it was. And the devil will come against you, coming against our country. He knows our manifest destiny. He knows what this country is all about. He hates America. He hates you because you're a Christian. We will encounter turbulence, but if we'll go through the turbulence, we'll be okay. I, I, I think about this a lot in my spirit when I pray sometimes, but when you're on an airplane, and, and the stewardess, I've never seen the oxygen mask come down, but the stewardess will always say, if, you, if you're traveling with other people or children, make sure you take care of your oxygen mask first so that you can take care of others. Folks, you got to take care of yourself first before you go out to take care of others. And that means you get built up in your spirit through the power of the Holy Spirit, and you're okay. You have that faith. You are ready to stand the gap. You're ready to go forth and be what God's called you to do. And you can do it. Everybody say, you can do it. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 through 7. Uh, we, know, we know that Timothy had gone through some challenges. We don't know exactly what they were. You read some of the commentaries, and it said Timothy was young and possibly a little intimidated by other people. Whether he was or not, we don't know that for sure. But it just said Paul. Oh, excuse me, Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift that's in you through the laying on of my hands, because God has not given you a spirit of fear. Now, if he was saying that to Timothy, he obviously had denoted that in Timothy. If there's one thing I denote in a lot of people, it's when they, 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 they come up against the turbulence of life. They're very quick to become fearful or anxious or worried. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit, your relationship with your present, with your heavenly prayer language will determine how you respond in a situation. When you are confronted with a situation that isn't working out, the first thing you need to do is not try to figure it out. You need to go to pray in the Spirit. You need to begin to pray in the Spirit. You need direct communication from God. You need direct intervention from God. And what happened, uh, the story back and again in Jehoshaphat, First Chronicles 20, all of a sudden Jehoshaphat was surrounded by the enemy. Sometimes you and I can be surrounded by the enemy, that all of a sudden things are going great, and then bam, things aren't working out, and we're surrounded by the enemy. And Jehoshaphat said, he set his face to pray and to fast, to hear from God. And then God spoke to him, and God said basically a lot of things, but basically what he said is, Jehoshaphat, position yourself, the body of Christ needs to position themselves today. What is the position that we're supposed to be in as intercessors, as prayer warriors? We're not all called to, say, to be in the same position. We're not all called to do the same thing, but we're all called to be on the same team. And if you learn your position and you know what to do, I just, I, I constantly throughout the day am binding and loosing. When I pray in the spirit, God will show me things. I bind that in Jesus' name and call people by name and call them out and call out the situation, call out the circumstance. And sometimes we think, oh, we just need to love people and care for people and be sweet with the people and all of that. Well, that's fine, but you can bind the demon in their life. When, when Jesus turned in Matthew chapter 16, 
right after Peter said, you are the Messiah, you are the Son of God. And he said, flesh and blood hasn't revealed that to you, Peter. That's a great job, man. And they high-fived, and they were really excited. And then Jesus said, and by the way, I'm going to be going to the cross, and I'm going to be leaving pretty soon. And Peter rebuked Jesus, and Jesus turned around to him and said, I command that demon out of you. It's not exactly what he said. He said, I rebuke that demon that's in you right now. Folks, we got people running around this nation and in some of our families. They got demons. Ah, that can't be a demon. That's my son. <laughs> He's your son with a demon. <laughs> Cast that damn thing. Oh, there it went. There it went. There it went. My wife will be back next week. Cast that damn thing out anyway. Here's what, here's, what, here's what demonic forces do to your family. They destroy them. We have young children dying. Uh, there's something great about youth to, to think they're invincible. That, that part's great, but they're not. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know what it is. I don't want to get off on a tangent here. This is when it's best if my wife is next to me. But I see in families this, uh, well, I'm reading, a book, I'm reading a book on coddling, so it probably doesn't help. Uh, oh, you poor, you poor little thing, everything is okay. I'm going to take care of you the rest of my life. Uh, I don't know. Um, there's nothing wrong with casting a demon out of somebody, even if it's your child. And do you, do you have to confront them? Do you have to do this? Do you have to do that? Personally, I believe you have to do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And if you do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do, you set them free. But don't become complacent based on, I don't want to upset anybody. I want everybody to like me. We're at war. Spiritual warfare is intensifying, and in my spirit, I don't think we've seen anything yet. Are we in the end times? Yes. Are we ready for the rapture of the church? Have no idea, but I do know this. As I study Matthew 23, 24, 25, we're there. As I talk to Stanley, uh, locusts invading uh, uh, eastern Africa, uh, destroying crops. They, they're projecting, not projecting now that they have famine uh, all through uh, almost half of Africa coming. These locusts are unbelievable. They can't stop them. There are millions and millions and millions of locusts on the march. Earthquakes, tornadoes, pestilence. We're seeing everything that is predicted toward the end. So that means then that we need to be out there doing, not concerned about when the end is coming, but how many people are we going to bring into the body of Christ? How many people are we going to witness to? How many people are we going to help and reach out to so that they can be all that God wants them to do? And, and God spoke to Timothy and said, God hadn't given you a spirit of fear, but he given you power, love, and a sound mind. And when I see people that reflect that, I know they're plugged into the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come from reading a word, although thank God for the Bible. It comes from the Holy Spirit. So when you've got that power of love and a sound mind, that's coming from the Holy Spirit. It's not coming from circumstances and situations. Now, the word sound mind, 
See, it, it, it really ties right in with Romans 12, 1 and 2. Present your body a living sacrifice, pure, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Who is responsible for renewing your mind? You. The quickest way to renew your mind is to pray in the Holy Spirit and pray with your understanding, and God will do it. Sound mind, good judgment, disciplined thought patterns, and the ability to under This is what it means. A good judgment, disciplined thought patterns, and the ability to understand and make right decisions. It includes the qualities of self-control and self-discipline. <clears throat> when Pam and I were first married, uh, all I had was uh, really debt and a lot of challenges. And Pam had walked with the Lord longer than I had, and she said, "You need to go. You need to go pray." And 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 get my. I got my spiral. Still have my. Not the first one. The second one. Uh, spiral notebook. And uh, <laughs> she said, "Go pray, and God will show you what we're going to do with the rest of our lives, and God will show you what to do." And I thought, "Oh, that's silly." And I go down the Wabash River back where Sears used to be, and sit there on the, the Tapawanga Park, I think it's called now, and sit on a park bench, and I'd write down what I thought God said, and I'd pray in the Holy Spirit, and I'd write it down, I'd write it down. And first two days I did that, came home, and I, I didn't see any of the manifestations of what God wanted, so I threw my notebook away. The first one I don't have. After that, though, I have them all. But, uh, but that's when I heard, go to Tulsa, and you'll find the meaning for your life. And, and I really got into that cadence of praying in the Spirit and praying with my understanding. And I watched what God did when we would take a step based on what he said to do. Now, turn to your neighbor and tell him, God is speaking to you. And God is showing you things to do right now. But your mind can absolutely quiet down the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is not loud and boisterous like a lot of people. It's very soft and very gentle. And, and, and if you'll make sure that you're praying in the Spirit and praying through understanding, God will show you everything. God directed our steps to Tulsa. God opened doors. I I wondered if the people knew what they were doing as the doors opened for us. It was like, don't they understand what I'm really like? Don't they understand what I've been through? Surely they must not have any inclination at all or they wouldn't want me. I never felt worthy of doing anything God's called me to do. But I know this. God has an assignment for every person on the face of this earth. And it's going to come from the Holy Spirit. And the only time you are fulfilled, Pam taking the leadership of this church and doing an awesome job. Uh, but my heart, God has moved it into Victory World Outreach and into the orphans of the world. I know what God told me in my prayer journal. If I start to lean to my own understanding, it's like, uh-uh, come right back here. This just happened the other day. Uh, you, you already know where we are in there, but uh, we needed $15,000 for the Land Cruiser. And uh, I, I ignored what was in my spirit for a, a while. I didn't even realize it was there. And I got a call from a person that is in Malawi, and they need $15,000 for a Land Cruiser. How about that? 
a Land Cruiser for $15,000. Now, if any of you have $15,000 and you want to send it to Victory World Outreach, Post Office Box 5775, you can send it tonight, and we'll make sure that we get that Land Cruiser. But the reason I shared that with you is because the book and other things that transpired with Victory World Outreach, money's coming in. We already, God's, God reminded me, you have the money for the Land Cruiser. Now, this is my thought. Why not get 15000 more for the Land Cruiser and keep the money we have? <laughs> that's in my mind. And in my spirit, it's like, oh, yeah, that's how you plant seed, all right. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep it in the barn. So uh, we're going to take care of that Land Cruiser and find out how much. We don't know yet, do we? Pardon? They already paid for it? Oh, awesome. I can get it to somebody else. Okay, somebody else got the blessing then. But but anyway, that Land Cruiser uh, is taken care of now. Is that correct? Oh, I'm glad to hear that. That's really great. Anyway, I shared this with you because God's got a plan for each and every one of us. And uh, how many of you believe that there's more for you than what you're experiencing right now? And there really is. And it will come through the Holy Spirit. God is not up there scratching his head thinking, what am I going to do with him? Turn to, your, turn to your name and tell them God already knows what to do with you. <laughs> okay, now, I want to give you a couple of things. Now, we need, in the day and age that we live in, we definitely need boldness because uh, th there are things going on in the world that when you look at what's going on around you, uh, uh, some of these movements, Antifa and uh, just others, I don't want to get into all of them right now, but they're trying to intimidate people to be quiet. They're trying to intimidate you just to be, be quiet and don't say anything and shut up. You, you don't know who you're talking about. And we want to suppress freedom and we want to suppress uh, uh, um, uh what you think is right. Uh, in Acts chapter 3, this is Peter after he has denied Jesus three times uh, before the rooster crowed. Uh, or no, he, yeah, he denied, is that right? Yeah, he denied Jesus three, uh, three times. Uh, and and, and he's, he's been through the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the upper room. And now Tim, t t uh, Peter, who was uh, intimidated shortly before that, is now in Acts chapter three, and they're and they're going to the hour of prayer at the ninth hour at the at the gate of the temple called Beautiful. There's a lame man, and the lame man is crying out, saying alms for the poor. And Peter says in Acts chapter th uh, three verse four, "Look at us." And so the lame man looked up, expecting to receive something from them. He did. <laughs> and then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to you. Rise and be healed. And not only did he rise and be healed, say rise and be healed, he reached down and grabbed the lame man, pulled him up, and instantly the lame man was healed. This is intimidated Peter just a short time before, but what has changed? He had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He had the revelation of who Jesus was, but he hadn't had the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet. Now he's got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now the religious leaders come and they say, well, it's obvious there's a miracle that was done, but they're talking about Jesus, so we're going to put him in jail and we're going to beat him and we're going to do some other things because we want you to be quiet and stop using the name of Jesus. Now this is what they said. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and realized that they had been with Jesus. 
do we reflect in our life? Hey, they've been with Jesus. I can tell there's something different about them. Nothing seems to bother them. They walk by faith and not by sight. They're always steadfast. They're always immovable. They're always abounding in the work of the Lord. What is wrong with those people? And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, said they couldn't say anything. But what they did do is they told Peter and John, we don't want you to be doing that anymore. They called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. What is the devil really after in this nation? He's after the children. He's after the word. He's pro-abortion. More children he can kill. More children he can murder in the womb. Goes into the school system. Wipes out the name of Jesus. Wipes out anything. Ten commandments. Got to wipe that out. There are people who sit back and say, well, because the authority said this is the way it is, then that's the way it is. There is a time for rebellion against civil authority. There is a time to say, I will not obey anything that contradicts the word of God. In China, they are boarding babies over there. They give families an allocation. There's a time to rebel. There may be someday a time to rebel in this nation against civil authority. Some people would say, ah, oh, that is even contrary to scripture. Folks, there's always been the word of God that people used to stand against authority that would come against it. And this is exactly what happened right here. Peter and John were told what to do. Don't use that name anymore. We don't want this boldness coming out of you. We don't want to hear that anymore. So here's Peter in verse 29, full of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. Peter says, well, Lord, look upon those threats and grant to your servants. Everybody say, I'm a servant. You're a servant in the military. Grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal that signs, wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Folks, wherever you live, wherever you work, wherever you are, you can shake that place with boldness of the Holy Spirit by praying in the Spirit and praying with your understanding. Now, this is what boldness means. The word is parisia. It's quite a word. Outspo this is what it means. Outspokenness, unreserved utterance, freedom of speech with frankness, candor, cheerful courage, the opposite of timidity or fear, it denotes a divine enablement that comes to ordinary and unprofessional people exhibiting spiritual power and authority. It also refers to a clear presentation of the gospel without being ambiguous or unintelligent. Parisia is not a human quality, but it is a result of being filled 
with the Holy Spirit. A result of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Pam and I were so blessed when God sent us to Tulsa to be under the influence of Oral Roberts at Oral Roberts University and of seeing what that man accomplished by walking that land when it was just a farmland years before. One of the uh, greatest schools in, in uh, I believe, all the world, uh, Oral Roberts University, and uh, impacting the entire world. And God spoke to Oral uh, shortly after he went into the ministry and spoke to him that he would eventually raise up a university for him and told him where it was, told him where the land was. And Oral went out and walked the land, found out who the owners were, went to the owners. They said, we will never sell to you. We will never sell this land to you. And he walked the land and he would pray in the spirit. And then he would see things with his eyes. And he would kind of look at, see a building here and a building there. And he'd just see things. And it, with his mind, he would have a challenge. He said, I, yeah, with my mind, I would hear, we'll never sell you this land. In my spirit, I would see where all these buildings would be. And I would just walk the land, pray in the spirit. He'd always say, the Holy Spirit in the now. The Holy Spirit in the now. The Holy Spirit in the now. The Holy Spirit has never left the earth. The Holy Spirit is in each and every one of us. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Stir it up and let it flow. He never stopped believing for what God showed him, but he knew it was in God's hands to make it happen, not his hands. And one day he got a phone call from the people and said, we want to sell. We want to sell right now. And he was able to buy that land. And that university today that birthed in 1964 still looks like something out of the future. It is futuristic to this day because the anointing of God, that's where Pam and I were married, the anointing of God is upon the word of God and the plan of God and the vision of God. And if we'll let it, it'll be on us to birth it and bring it forth. Billy Joe Doherty driving down Lewis Avenue, looking over into a walnut grove. And, 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 and as he looked over there, he saw the church that is out there right now. And he, and he said, I don't know who owns this walnut grove. And he had him check it out and found out that it was owned by Oral Roberts Evangelistic Association. And at that time, he had a pretty good relationship with President Roberts, but not the relationship that developed. But he, he said, uh, I'd like to buy that land. He said, we'll never sell you that land. <laughs> it's almost the same thing that Orion. We'll never sell you that land. And through a series of events, the entire thing opened up. And, and, and what Billy Joe saw is now there being run and taken to from glory to glory with his son Paul because he was praying the Spirit praying with his understanding. When you pray in the Spirit, you'll see things. There are things that I, I don't even feel led to share with you right now, but, but there are things I'm seeing in my spirit that I'm putting in my prayer journal, and I'm thinking, wow, that, that is really something, God, if that's really you. You know, I, 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 I'm pretty sure it's not the devil because it's bringing glory to you. <clears throat> After a while, how many of you know what I'm talking about? After a while, you can pretty much discern what's the devil and what's of God. What's, what's of God is inside. It's like, oh, jeez, God. Oh, that warms my heart. That it, I have a peace in my spirit. The peace in my spirit. I feel that it's you versus something up here that's trying to knock on your head. When you start to get into that routine 
you're really walking a new dimension of faith. And every day is going to be a new day to get up and say, God, what do you have for me today? Now, I want to close with Galatians chapter 5 because <clears throat> this is the will of God for every one of you today. And I say for, for those of you that have children, even grandchildren, I believe the most important thing you can do for your children I missed it with our children, uh, n not Pam's, but with mine. Uh, but but it is to get them baptized in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, and get them to understand the importance of having a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5. These who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And then when you drop down to uh, Galatians chapter 6, and this is for all of you, that you have things in your heart that you have believed for for years, and you've stood for them, and that you haven't seen them pass. And, and you, sometimes you start to just wonder, oh, God, is this ever going to happen? Was this even of you? Galatians 6, 7. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he shall reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. God has an awesome, awesome plan for the rest of our life. And I know that some of you, um, some of you uh, that are watching this now you're not watching right now but you're watching later on facebook uh, I w I w we want to make available to you a book that really just chronicled how the holy spirit changed my life thank god for all the people that were involved but if it wasn't for the holy spirit i don't know where i'd be today a lot of people receive jesus as their lord and savior and then they study and read the word and all and all of that's good and all that's great but you have to embrace the power of the Holy Spirit and receive it and let it consume you and uh, make the best of the rest because sometimes we can become weary and discouraged and well-doing and we can think, well, you know, I've, I've messed up my life. Well, there isn't a single one of us hasn't messed up our life, but it's never too late to do the right thing and to make the best of the rest. And wherever you're watching from, if you'll call the church, uh, again, 765-447-7777, we'll send you as many of these books as you want. And I believe it'll be a blessing to you to help you move on to where God wants you to go. And I want to pray for all of you today that are here at Victory and then also watching by the Internet. When I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, first of all, when I first heard people pray in other, their heavenly prayer language, um, uh, I thought they were weird. And uh, I thought, that's not for me. And uh, then one day, and, but, but, but the more I read the Word and the more I studied, uh, I didn't have a book like this, but the more I studied what is in this, uh, in the Bible, I, I realized, that, well, God, if that's really you, yeah, I, I want it. I, I really want that. And I remember one night in the shower, uh, just singing a song and all of a sudden I'm singing in the spirit I'm praying in the spirit and I remember thinking to myself wow that's that thing I got it myself <laughs> and, and God wants you all to have it so I want to pray for those of you that lifted your hands and maybe you're watching and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe somebody's even prayed for you and you haven't manifested your heavenly prayer language. If you ask God to give you 
your heavenly prayer language, he will. Sometimes you need to also just say, God, is there anyone that I need to forgive? Is there anything in my life that is a hindrance to that happening? Because sometimes we can have a hindrance in our life. And, uh, but God will never withhold any of the gifts that he wants you to have. And he wants you to have that gift right now. So I'm going to pray for you. And if it's you, uh, this is for you to embrace right now. Father, I pray for those that are watching tonight or maybe watching on another night. Lord, I pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to manifest in their lives. Lord, whether it's in a shower, whether it's in a bath, whether it's like <laughs> Pam's sister driving down Highway 52, uh, and all of a sudden it hit her, uh, and she's praying in other tongues. Lord, I pray for every single person watching. I pray for those in our church tonight to be able to manifest that Holy Spirit prayer language. Let's all begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, those of you that already have it. Gumbrinde Father, I pray, keep praying in the Holy Spirit, all the rest of you. I pray, Lord, that this will become just such a rote with us, like a habit, a good habit, that we can't wait to pray in the Holy Spirit. When we get in a car, we pray in the Holy Ghost. When we walk down the hallway, we pray in the Holy Ghost. We go to bed praying in the Holy Ghost. We wake up praying in the Holy Spirit. We're communicating constantly with you, receiving input from you for your plan, your purpose, people for us to pray for, that we're on assignment on this earth for you, for a short period of time, but there's so much for us to accomplish. Forgive those people that you need to forgive out there. Forgive those people here that maybe have hurt you. You say, I don't think they deserve forgiveness. None of us deserved it, but we got it because of the love of God. Loving God, forgiving people, going on with our destiny to be all that God has called us to be. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that. Now we pray. For anyone that has never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Maybe, maybe you're like a prodigal son, a prodigal child. You know you've drifted away from the things of God, but he has not drifted away from you. He loves you. He will never stop loving you. And if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or if you've drifted away from what he has for you, let this be your prayer right now. Let's pray together. Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. I've sinned and I've made mistakes. But I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. I ask you to come into my heart. Take control of my life. The true desire of my heart is to serve you and to be all that you've called me to be. Praise God. We love you. We care for you. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide in everything that you do. God bless you. Have a great rest of the night.